Hi, my name is Tom and welcome to this brand new series of the Zero to Finals podcast on ophthalmology. And in this episode, we're going to be going through open angle glaucoma. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash open angle glaucoma or in the ophthalmology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. And you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge and help you remember the information for longer at members.zerotofinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Glaucoma refers to the optic nerve damage that's caused by a rise in intraocular pressure, the pressure inside the eye. Raised intraocular pressure is caused by a blockage in aqueous humour trying to drain away from the eye. There are two types of glaucoma, open angle glaucoma and acute angle closure glaucoma. Let's start with the basic anatomy and physiology. The anterior chamber, which is between the cornea and the iris, and the posterior chamber, which is between the lens and the iris, are filled with aqueous humour. Aqueous humour supplies nutrients to the cornea. It's produced by the ciliary body and it flows from the posterior chamber around the iris to the anterior chamber of the eye. It drains through the trabecular meshwork into the canal of Schlem at the angle between the cornea and the iris. From there it enters the general circulation. A normal intraocular pressure is between 10 and 21 millimetres of mercury and this is created by the resistance to flow through the trabecular meshwork as the aqueous humour drains out. An increased resistance to flow through the trabecular meshwork will result in an increased intraocular pressure. Let's talk about the pathophysiology. With open angle glaucoma, there is a gradual increase in resistance to flow through the trabecular meshwork. The pressure slowly builds within the eye. Raised intraocular pressure causes cupping of the optic disc. In the centre of the optic disc is an indent that's called the optic cup. The optic cup is usually less than 50% of the size of the optic disc. Raised intraocular pressure causes this indent to become wider and deeper, and this is described as cupping. A cup-disc ratio greater than 0.5 is abnormal. Let's talk about the risk factors. The risk factors for open angle glaucoma include increased age, family history, black ethnic origin and myopia or nearsightedness. Next let's go through the presentation. The rise in intraocular pressure may be asymptomatic for a long time and diagnosed by routine eye testing. Glaucoma affects the peripheral vision first resulting in a gradual onset of peripheral vision loss, causing tunnel vision. It can also cause fluctuating pain in the eye, headaches, blurred vision and halos seen around lights, particularly at night time. Next let's talk about measuring the intraocular pressure. Non-contact tonometry is used by opticians for estimating the intraocular pressure. This involves shooting a puff of air at the cornea and measuring the response. 
It's less accurate, but it gives an estimate for general screening purposes. Goldman Aplanation Tonometry is the gold standard way to measure the intraocular pressure. This involves a device mounted onto a slit lamp that makes contact with the cornea and applies various pressures measuring the response. Next, let's talk about making the diagnosis. The diagnosis of open angle glaucoma is based on Goldman Aplanation Tonometry to measure the intraocular pressure, slit lamp assessment for the cup-disc ratio and the optic nerve health, visual field assessment to look for peripheral vision loss, gonioscopy to assess the angle between the iris and the cornea, and central corneal thickness assessment. Finally, let's talk about management. Treatment is typically started at an intraocular pressure of 24 millimeters of mercury or above. 360 degree selective laser trabeculoplasty is recommended in the NICE guidelines updated in 2022 for all patients that need treatment for open angle glaucoma. During the procedure, a laser is directed at the trabecular meshwork and this improves drainage. It may delay or prevent the need for eye drops. A second procedure may be necessary at a later date. Prostaglandin analogue eye drops, for example latanoprost, are the first-line medical treatment. These increase the uveoscleral outflow. Notable side effects are eyelash growth, eyelid pigmentation and iris pigmentation, particularly browning of the iris. Other eye drop options for treating open angle glaucoma include beta blockers, for example timolol, which reduce the production of aqueous humour, carbonic anhydrase inhibitors, for example dorzolamide, which reduce the production of aqueous humour, and sympathomimetics, for example brimonidine, which reduce the production of aqueous humour and increase the uveoscleral outflow. Trabeculectomy surgery is required where other treatments are ineffective. This involves creating a new channel from the anterior chamber through the sclera to a location under the conjunctiva, causing a bleb on the conjunctiva. Aqueous humour can flow through this new channel through the sclera to under the conjunctiva and from here it's reabsorbed into the general circulation. So thanks for listening to this episode on open angle glaucoma. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about acute angle closure glaucoma.